If you are interested in starting your own podcast, we use Buzzsprout because it is simple and easy to use. Buzzsprout can get your show listed on every major platform while giving you the resources for a great podcast website, audio players that can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and that is why over 100,000 podcasters are already subscribed to Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in our episode descriptions, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you. So in return, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card from Buzzsprout while signing up for a paid plan. Most importantly, every subscription through our link is always appreciated and helps support our show so we can continue delivering the quality content that you guys listen to. That being said, back to the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junkies. I'm Andrew. This is Joe. And we're coming back at you this time live from together for once. We actually, you know, if you're new here, we're usually on a Zoom show, but you know, we're able to unite in person for this one, so this one will be a little extra fun. We're getting into a new episode. If you're new here, we typically like to read things. We've been doing a lot of topics lately, but if you know you're an old friend of CBJ, then you'll be pleased to hear that we're going to be recapping, reviewing a story today. The story is Hulk 180 through Hulk 182 from Volume 1 of The Incredible Hulk. Um, So typically we're reading classic stories, stuff like that, giving a little recap, review um, with our own little spin on it. But you know, we're big collectors and we thought it might be more fun to start tackling some of those first appearances because you know, some people haven't read or heard about those stories or you know don't really know what goes on within like between the covers so we're going to start off that little series see if we do some more of these in the future but we're going to start off with the first appearance of wolverine first cameo in hulk 180 first full appearance in 181 and then there's like a second cameo type thing in hulk 182 but yeah we're going to get into that one but how's it going today joe good yeah we thought of this because we were in a little bit of a pinch we were running out of time during the week to figure out what to read and review and to burger's point we've been collecting comic books for so long and have been doing this podcast for over three years but we have yet to review the first appearance of a character and figured we'd start here with like probably the most iconic appearance between these three issues so hopefully you guys like it but to start issue 180 written by len wine and herb trimp yeah, dude, Are you telling me a trimp fried this rice? <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me for butchering the names, but both really iconic in their own right. Uh, Len Wein is uh, usually known for Swamp Thing, and then I guess I don't know too much about Trimp, but he's usually attached to a lot of the Hulk covers in general, and I'm pretty fond of those. I feel like he's on a lot of uh, Submariner covers as well, but to begin 180, Hulk comes in hot, hot, hot landing himself in the hills of upstate New York. He crashes into someone's brand new fence, which is kind of funny because he feels bad at first, but then continues to act like it's not even his problem after the property owner gets upset. But anyway, the Hulk keeps traveling north across the countryside until it takes him to the Canadian North Woods, in which he quickly is detected by the Royal Canadian Air Force. This is not the first run-in with the Hulk on their property, so they clearly have a plan this time around, and that plan is to mobilize none other than Weapon X. Yeah, and the Canadian Air Force is like, you're not my friend, buddy. Oh, no, the Hulk's here. And, you know, their little heads are, you know, going up and down. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, yeah, they're 
you know, at this point, Weapon X, like no one, you know, we all know now in hindsight, you know, who Weapon X is, but I'm sure at the time you're like, who the hell is that? Which is pretty cool to, you know, tease the character that early in the story for this to not be his first, you know, appearance. appearance. Right. Even though they tease him earlier in the book and we see him on the last panel. Spoilers. But, you know, they said they're going to release Weapon X, you know, the Hulk's in Canada trying to kind of find his own piece because he hates puny humans because they hate him with their stupid guns. So, you know, he's just trying to chill on his own for the most part. He has no idea the Canadian Air Force is after him. And he's also getting, like, mangled up by some wolves. He's like, oh, cool, dogs. And then he's like, oh, wait, these ain't dogs. And they, you know, attack him, but no one can... Dogs aren't gonna destroy the Hulk, let alone wolves or anything like that. So he chases them all off. He really reiterates how much he wants to be alone. And, uh... That's when we kind of get the introduction of the Wendigo sister, uh, Marie, and what is it, George? So they, uh, you know, they're hanging out. She's formulating a plan to save the Wendigo by transferring his form from Paul, her brother, to uh, the Hulk, ideally. And, you know, they give him uh, some food when he runs into him, and uh, he eats it all up. He's like, I kind of remember you guys. You guys are cool. And uh, he eats their food, and he falls asleep just like Joe would. Real easy trap. Wait a minute. Yeah, I would fall for that, but you're telling me that you can put the hulk down to sleep with a like kfc bucket worth of chicken works for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i feel like the hulk's just a skosh bigger than myself but i also like up till this point the hulk usually says he's gonna smash you instead of hulk smash which i also find pretty hilarious (laughs) like i'm gonna smash her run (laughs) yeah for sure but back to the story hulk does wake up from the the chicken and uh he's even though he's not supposed to but oddly wants more food and when getting up he finds that the wendigo is here and it just pisses him off even more so the two go to fight literally butting heads Uh, which was sick, but as they keep going back and forth, we approach the moment we have been waiting for. Weapon X has appeared, and it's none other than Wolverine. So he's getting ready to fight both Wendigo and the Hulk. Yeah, to go back to what you said about them running into each other head first, I also made note of how cool that was. I may, I think maybe we should give it a try, you know, <laughs> see who wins. Well, funny enough, Berger and I, uh, we have like a football combine thing we're attending after we record this. I can't think of a more perfect time. Honestly, yeah, we're going to run at people head first <laughs> we don't need helmets either just like them but uh you know what having read this issue i've you know i've flipped through it before because once upon a time i did have an issue of hulk 180 with the stamp and everything for a real nice price flip that for a mirror master amongst other stuff i got rid of totally a wash well not even a wash i got hosed in that deal but in hindsight after reading this i was like damn it i really wish i had that back because this is sick and clearly the first appearance I would say, I mean, it's semantics at this point. Just because he's on the cover and he's in the next issue more doesn't mean that it's not. It was a full appearance. He's in speaking in multiple panels, and he's shown on the very last in full, and he even names himself. So it's just, what is there to Cut debate? Cut yeah, even referring to him as Weapon X really early on in the issue, to your point. But I guess going to the most iconic issue, Hulk 181, the Hulk seems to think Wolverine's his friend because he's also fighting Wendigo, even though Wolverine 
I think, technically attack Tulk first. Right. Uh, regardless, Wolverine uses this to his advantage, and they beat Wendigo unconscious. And after a few moments of silence, Wolverine again takes advantage of the situation and attacks the Hulk. That catches him off guard and spurs another fight. But while the two fight, Marie finds Wendigo's unconscious body during that brawl and drags it to her witch hut because she's still (laughs) down to try to bring back her brother. Yeah, and I mean, the Hulk and uh, Wolverine end up, you know, they're fighting this whole time. Marie, after she already took Wendigo back to the hut, is now coming back to, you know, find the host that she's going to use to uh, swap bodies with Wendigo, Paul. And, you know, she's going back. She has, like, this special potion, and uh, she knocks out the Hulk and the Wolverine. It's like an invisible gas or something like that, and they both fall asleep, like, pretty quickly. But once, you know, the Hulk's incapacitated, he starts to revert back to human form. He's Banner. Um, And when George sees that, he's like, there's no way you can do that. If it was just a simple beast, he wasn't even a fan of it then, but he's like, at least that would make more sense. You can't do that to another human. And then he and Marie start beefing, and she just uh, was like, no, you us you owe paul and he's like yeah yeah i do but then he just like wanders away he's like i ain't helping you anymore and he goes back to the witch hut and we just see him enter the cave but you know hulk and wolverine wake back up and you know they're going at each other again and he basically wins when he fights wolverine he being hulk yeah and he basically decks him in the head really hard but because wolverine was able to kind of move out of the way sort of and turn his head he doesn't basically die so that was pretty sweet but we do find out that after that that george did end up swapping because we see a wendigo come out of the hut and just kind of solemnly point deeper into the cave and marie's like oh what the hell and then uh it's her brother paul laying on the slab and then that means she's like oh my god george you didn't have to do that and he's like i didn't have to i wanted to because i loved you and it's just like whoa now yeah. you're never getting snooze no 100 percent. and i want to pause here because it, it she is crazy enough to continue this but i feel like uh this is one of those situations where they just kind of kick the can down the road. Cause like if she's willing to save her brother from this, she's probably willing to save him from this too. So it just kind of puts them in a, like a lateral situation, but also he's now cursed uh, all just cause he, he was simping. Yeah. Could never. Like, I mean, well it was also like his homie though. Like that was his best friend, which that complicates it even further. He was trying to bang his best friend's sister the whole time. And then he still swaps bodies with his best friend, even though he was going to like semi do him dirty. Like, did we ever get Paul's blessing in this? Um, (laughs) No. And I want to go back to actually last issue in the very beginning of the story when they're talking about the Wendigo. Apparently, Paul became the Wendigo because uh, his best friend got him locked up in some kind of cave and Paul was eating human flesh to survive. And like the elders thought it was weird. So they cursed him to become the Wendigo. Yeah, why would I need to like go back to that and see why Paul was eating human flesh? Like, yeah, like what was the reasoning behind that? Hopefully survival, I guess. But they seem pretty occulty though, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, you have his first appearance. Is that in the same issue? It must. We might have to go thumbing through the catalog. Yeah, because they just say that dude was eating human flesh, which is why he was cursed. But I guess we didn't get to see it. So yeah, they just I'm, glossed over it. Yeah, but that's that's something big to gloss over. Yeah, like what was the context for that? They yeah. ju- they just said it as like matter of factly. Usually, you get like those like tiny little like time skip 
origin, partial origin stories they'll like to show you just so you have the context, but they're just like, nah, not on this one. Plot twist, he's Hannibal Lecter. I guess. Oh, I want a side of fava beans with Chianti. <laughs> call me paul yeah but they, to conclude uh the new wendigo runs away and hulk is able to knock out the wolverine and he sees marie crying and the two kind of wallow together both being victims of circumstances they couldn't hope to control both terribly terribly just, alone yeah just a green green monster guy and an occultist chick just wallering before we get to the very last issue in a way this is also kind of a new origin story for the wendigo as much as it is wolverine even though wendigo did debut 20 issues prior to this three-part story yeah this is wendigo 2 electric boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> literally nothing changed except for the guy and like he felt guilty he didn't have to eat flesh just crazy this should be a requirement but uh any who's it yeah it was very cool to see that i didn't even know that there was a second one set up that quickly to be honest with you i just thought it was like one continuous one to go so i learned something here today and i hope you guys did too because knowledge is power and power is key uh, <laughs> but uh issue 182 let me preface this by saying this barely has anything to do with hulk or well it has everything to do with hulk but not with wolverine so much but this is kind of like a minor wolverine key if you're into that but i will also say that at the same time this was probably my favorite issue of the three and i believe it to be yours as well is that correct that is correct yeah so this one's like a whole different like vibe switch even though wolverine's a cooler character than probably anybody else in this story well i wouldn't say that but uh yeah you're wrong pretty close but this one is a it doesn't have much to do with wolverine but it is very cool so to start it off the beginning the royal canadian air force this was prefaced in the middle of the last issue that we didn't make mention of but they're like we gave weapon x six hours to bring in the hulk and if he doesn't we have crack commandos and this sweet airplane that are going to come in and bring in the hulk like uh, okay good job canada you think that's gonna work but either way they show up they send down a tube. They're like, Wolverine, get in the tube. And he, <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they really did, too. I was like thinking about if I was Wolverine, if I would actually get in the tube. Just run? Yeah. You're already in the wilderness. You're faster than them. Yeah. And no, get in the tube. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Like, man's has a shot collar. Fucking bootlicker. <laughs> get in the tube when Big Daddy government tells me to. <laughs> but anywho's it. He gets in the tube, and the Canadian Army attacks Hulk and knocks him out with gas because apparently everybody can just knock him out with gas like no con- big deal consistently but nobody can capture him permanently no no but obviously and then marie did just as good of a job knocking him out as the canadian military yeah that tells think you about that yeah yeah i don't know what what they're doing up there but uh <laughs> that's my taxpayers money what are they doing <laughs> But either way, you know that that's not really going to stop the Hulk. I mean, there's a whole rest of the issue. So he wakes up, scares the crap out of the crack commandos because those guys got, you know, stage fright. Their Peters were shaking. They're like, oh, geez, we can't do this. And then, you know, they get scared off the plane. I'm pretty sure he, like, smashes the plane, like, out of the air, kind of. I thought he just jumped out of it, but that'd be oh, that's right. Up and they he crashed their plane too. <laughs> that's true. He got out of. He was in his own tube, but his tube was a cage, and he got out of the cage. Yeah, just fell to the ground. But yeah, no. Obviously, from there, he's gonna escape. And while he's escaping, we meet an interesting duo of uh, villains that are like racist prisoners. Very interesting dynamic. Yeah, Johnny Anvil is chained to another guy named Hammer Jackson, and they're. T- 
tied together because somebody in prison thought it'd be funny to tie a white guy who hates black people to a black guy who hates everything. And the two are just fugitives trying to, uh, you know, escape their prison. But uh, the two actually run into an alien and Jackson just starts blasting it with a Glock that he randomly pulled out of nowhere. But apparently shooting this alien with bullets saves the alien's life somehow. And then the alien rewards the fugitives with the heavy duty chain to bind them together like the first chain didn't piss them off enough but apparently this chain is super powered and they can basically slice through anything when they run through it uh so going back to uh trees mostly trees mostly yeah (laughs) (laughs) only ever been proven on trees yeah so i think they're kind of headed back towards the prison to get some revenge but the story goes back to hulk who meets this guy in the middle of the woods named crackajack jackson and this guy is just a homie yeah uh true and real hulk hates humans so he's kind of rude at first but crackajack jackson offers the hulk like the last of his beans and uh this seems to be enough for hulk to stay and in addition to that he teaches the hulk how to fish uh he even teaches him how to eat with a fork and spell his own name side note would love an ongoing series with these two just being pals yeah honestly crackajack was like the best for like the whole issue i was rooting for crackajack and you know we find out that crackajack is just walking like thousands of miles to just go see his son but he didn't tell hulk that his son was in prison you know hulk's like you're gonna let crackajack pass we're going to prison and then uh to uh the canadian mounties that were like trying to tell crackajack to turn around after he just walked all that way and hulk says hell nah which was funny because crackajack was going to handle it on his own he told hulk to go hide in the woods but then hulk like hulk overheard like the canadians telling him no and he says no you're gonna let him through and then he just like super jumps into the prison with crackajack and he's just like yeah sorry i didn't tell you my son's in prison turns out his son is uh hammer and hammer does not like to see his dad hammer's very rude to old crackajack and uh you know, he's got his energy chain on, and, you know, Crackerjack's just kind of reaching out to, like, implore his son, not trying to, you know, do anything, and he accidentally touches the super chain thing, and he gets zapped and, like, dies, and that pisses Hulk off. And yeah, that's Hulk's only friend throughout this whole thing. I know. His one friend who was, like, real as hell, it's crazy. And basically, a little fight in snooze or in snooze, ensues, and, uh, you know, Hulk's pissed. Uh, he's fighting with Hammer and Anvil. They kind of get the leg up on him. Uh, at a certain point, they've got the chain around his neck. They're crossed. They're, like, really squeezing the crap out of him. But, you know, as the Hulk gets more angry, as he does, he ends up breaking the chain. So, ultimately, those guys have nothing they can do. Hulk tosses them up and leaves, taking the corpse of his big homie crackajack and he gives him a proper burial and even etches him in his own tombstone with his finger which was sweet because crackajack did teach him how to write that was so wholesome dude he just did it phonetically too it wasn't even right but like if you read it it made sense it made sense crackajack dude i I like how he learned hulk like four letters and he was like but then he did like whole ass crackajack like jackson like he like tripled his yeah he's getting smart quick but one thing to note i guess i know the hulk's considered a superhero but dude is so stupid in this that he's like cool breaking inmates out of prison for crackajack and which is usually not a superhero thing to do so it's just such a cool character to me i i love the hulk well yeah i mean like everybody besides the hulk hates the hulk we just root for the big dumb green guy to like smash stuff 
Yeah. And this issue really didn't have anything to do with Wolverine because after he got in that tube, like it was pretty much rat for him. But it was probably my favorite issue of the three to read. I enjoyed it more than I actually thought I would have. I agree. I I honestly didn't expect Hulk 182 to be the one that I preferred out of the three, but uh, it was pretty sweet. It kind of makes me want one more now, too. Definitely. Kind of want the whole trilogy. I think the only trilogy more iconic or equally might be Venom, but I'm glad that we started here because I think this is the one to read. Yeah. We did do Galactus, though. We Yeah, but that was more of like a iconic story, story where this was, you know, just an iconic first appearance. True. And yeah, I mean, we might even read some in the future where it's just like one issue. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, if you liked it. Yeah, send in recommendations for first appearances you'd want us to read, actually. Let us know on at CBJPod, just a plug there, early plug. You can hit us up through the DMs or the comments. That's on Instagram. That's the best way to reach us. We do have an email. I think that's CBJPod at gmail.com. Send an email there. Send an email. Get a lot of spam and some other stuff. Get some fun emails, but we want more fun emails uh, so we can answer questions on the show and, you know, take your recommendations in stride. But, you know, also, don't forget the algorithm. You know, rate, review, subscribe. Not going to beg for it, but, you know, nice friendly little reminder out there for you if you're new here. And, yeah, other than that. Our next episode is going to debut beginning of October, and I know it's a little early, but it is getting closer to fall, getting closer to Halloween, and since we started this podcast, we've been itching to review this uh, Lord Deathman story that's kind of like a manga slash comic book type thing. Yeah, the Jiro Kawata Bat Manga, which like saved Lord Deathman, who came out in Batman 180, for those who don't know, and kind of, you know, revitalized him because he was like a actual like Japanese villain in his original origin story. So they used him in this story and it's kind of made him more goofy and like the kind of the reason we still see him in like the Robin series and stuff like that. So it kind of gave him a bit more longevity when he probably would have been a one-off. He's kind of like the OG version of Blight for those who've watched um, Batman Beyond. Just doesn't, he's not fluorescent. Anyway, I think that'll be a cool way to start off October, yeah. and uh, you'll get a little more reading out of us. So For sure. With that, I think that's an episode, and we'll catch you next time. All right, guys. Later.